you have your Bibles tonight, the book of Genesis chapter number 24, Genesis chapter 24, and we want to begin reading tonight in the 61st verse of this chapter, Genesis 24 and verse 61. We have been preaching a series of messages entitled Forward in Faith or Faith Forward, and so tonight we're looking one more time at going forward in faith. If you have your Bibles and your place found, stand to your feet. We're going to read starting in verse 61. Going to preach on this thought tonight, following by faith. Following by faith. Verse 61. And Rebekah arose and her damsels, and they rode upon the camels and followed the man. And the servant took Rebekah and went his way. And Isaac came from the way of the well Lahori, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at eventide, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah. And she became his wife. And he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. That's the book of Genesis chapter 24. Verses 61 through 67, if correctly read. Father, would you help us then tonight to preach in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. God, I did not come tonight to entertain. God, I did not come for any activities. Father, I came to be obedient to your voice and preach what thus saith the Lord. God, would you open this passage of Scripture to our hearts? Would you give us wisdom God, would you help us to deliver it by the power of the Spirit. And God, would you speak to hearts. Encourage, Lord, I pray. Save, Lord. Recover, Father. I ask your blessing in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. There was a lady one time. They said, Ma'am, are you married? She says, Well, I'm two-thirds married. And they said, what do you mean you're two-thirds married? Never heard of that. She said, well, I'm the bride and I'm ready. I've got a preacher. He's ready. I just haven't found the right fella yet. <laughs> there was also a flight attendant who uh, vacationed in a cabin in the Rocky Mountains. And she met an eligible, eligible, wealthy bachelor who at the end of the week proposed marriage to her. But unsure... She left, went back to her job as a flight attendant, and she was seeking a sign. When she got on board the flight, they hit turbulence, and a sign came up that said, return to cabin. She quit her job, went back to the cabin, and said yes, and got married. Amen? So in this passage in the book of Genesis, get this in your mind. Abraham is a type of the father. And Isaac is a type of the son, the son of God. And Rebekah is a type of you and I, the church of the living God. And the servant here who is unnamed is a picture or a type of the Holy Spirit of God. 
When I look at this chapter, what a wonderful chapter, I see, first of all, the concern of the Father. Now, starting in the first verse of this chapter, we see Abraham was old. He's probably around 140. His son Isaac is, is, is probably 40 years of age at this point in time. Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go into my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son. What is the concern of the father? That his son has a bride. Isaac wants a bride. Isaac needs a bride. And the concern of the father, he says to his servant who is unnamed, I want you to go find a bride for my son. A picture of the Holy Spirit. Hey, he went out and found me on July the 13th, 1978, finding part of the bride for the church. Somebody said, well, preacher Darren, according to the book of Genesis, chapter 15 and verse number 2, the eldest servant in Abraham's home or his household was Eleazar. Well, you know what El means? It means God, and Eleazar means helper of God. So again, he's a picture of the Holy Spirit of God being a helper of God. May I say, the great interest tonight of the Father is that he finds a bride for his son, the Lord Jesus. May I say tonight that Abraham as a father was seeking a bride for his son before the bride ever thought she was being sought. God is calling a bride from those that will receive Jesus Christ by faith. The great concern of the father is for a bride for his son. May I ask you tonight, what is your great concern? Well, I'm concerned about the power bill. I'm concerned about the price of gas. I'm concerned about how much it costs us when we go out to... Honey, what concerns God the Father should concern us as a church. Amen. If you love God, love the things that God loves. God is seeking a bride for His Son, and you and I ought to be concerned about bringing the bride, amen, to the Son of God as well. Are you concerned tonight about soul winning? Amen, we ought to be. The concern of the Father is with seeing people saved and becoming part of the bride. Number two, let's see the commission of the Spirit. The Father says to his eldest servant, I want you to go and find a bride for my son in verse number four. So the servant is sent. He goes out, the Bible says, look down in verse number 10, the servant took 10 camels and the camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand and he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. So he loads up 10 camels. He travels many days to Mesopotamia as he's been instructed. He is set forth, he's commissioned by the Father, and he's on his task. The Bible says in verse 11, and upon his, upon the, uh, and he made his camels 
to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that the women go out to draw water. So upon his arrival, he takes his camels, he makes his camels to kneel down. The women folk, they would go out, they would take the water pots and they would carry them and they would go forth an empty water pot to, to fill them up so they'd have water for the night and then they'd go back to the house, okay? And here that servant is with his ten camels kneeling down. He's going to start praying in verse 12 for a specific sign as to which of these girls he was to choose. Verse 12, he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink, and she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. Thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. He's there praying, Lord, I don't know what to do, but Lord, just let it be that whichever one of these girls comes by and I say, Would you give me to drink? that she'll not only give me to drink, but she'll say, I'm going to go and water the camels as well. He had ten camels. Did you know a camel will drink about five gallons of water? There are ten of them. I'm a math teacher. That's 50 gallons of water. These are some thirsty camels, and it's going to be a huge undertaking for any girl to stop what she's doing in a busy world and give this man something to drink and volunteer to get 50 gallons of water to feed them camels with. He said, God, let the one that says she'll do it be the very one. Hey, any such a woman would make a good wife. That's what he's thinking there. And the Bible says in verse 15, And it came to pass before he had done speaking that behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the son of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look on. A virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my Lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water. Woo-wee, amen. I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. Hey, that's the sign of Almighty God. She is willing, amen, and God has given him instruction. Now this is the commission of spirit. He's out on his mission. Verse 23 says, He said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room 
in thy father's house for us to lodge in. You know, me and my ten camels. She said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor. She said, Moreover unto him, We have both straw and povender enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. The servant knew that the Lord God had blessed his journey, amen, and had answered his prayer. May I say, the night I got saved and the day you got saved, the Holy Spirit of God had been commissioned to go and find exactly you. Amen. Praise God. He's looking even at Bethel every Sunday, Sunday night and Wednesday. He's going up and down these aisleways and these pews looking for a bride for his precious son. Amen. He's been commissioned by the Father. Amen. Thirdly, let us see the courtship of the bride. Let's skip down to verse number 34. So he gets there, back to the house where Rebecca lives with her family. And they begin to sit down. He's giving her presents. He sits down at meat to eat with them. And we see, thirdly, the courtship of the bride found in verse 34. He said, I am Abraham's servant. Notice with me, he did not name himself. When I fell under conviction, the Holy Ghost and knocking on my heart's door, he didn't say, I am the Holy Spirit. I have come, been, I've been sent from God to find. No. The first thing he did was start telling me about Jesus. He didn't come and say, my name is Eleazar. He didn't say, my name is Preacher Darren. I went to introduce myself. No, no. The first thing he talks about is he talks about the Father, and then he talks about the Son. Hey, look with me here. Look what he starts talking about. They're talking about the courtship here. I mean, some of us, we don't really know how we ought to court. Look what he does. He begins to talk, first of all, about mighty blessings. Verse 35, the Lord hath blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. He hath given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. What he's doing is he's declaring the vast riches of God, of Abraham the father, which our job to come in here tonight is to tell you that my God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. There's not one problem he can't solve. There's not one issue that he can't bring you through, honey. He's greater than all things. He begins to talk about the mighty blessings of the father. And look with me in verse 36. He starts mentioning about a miraculous birth. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old. Woo, what a story that was, amen. Had been waiting all them years and now she's 90 years old. Ladies, she's 90 years old and she's conceived a child from Abraham who's 100. Well, preacher, times was different back in them days. You'd be wrong. 
It's much easier today with microwave ovens to put the bottle in the microwave and say 20 seconds, presto, Betty Crocker ovens, and we're able to, amen. They didn't have the modern-day conveniences that we have today, and she's 90 years old, and God gave a miraculous birth to that family. May I just remind you that the Lord Jesus Christ left the splendor, I feel preaching stirring, left the splendor of God the Father, the bosom of the Father, to come to the womb of the virgin, born in a lowly Bethlehem major. What a miraculous birth, amen, that they have experienced there as well. Well, we see a miraculous birth. What about a marvelous bond between the Father and the Son? Look with me in verse 36. And unto him hath he given all that he hath. Everything the Father has, he's given to the Son. Woo! God the Father has given all things to God the Son. All power is given unto me. Amen. Praise God. What a wonderful truth. He's sitting there declaring the message of the love that the Father has for the Son and the love, amen, that the Son has for a potential bride. Now let's just skip way, way forward for sake of time. Verse 54. They did eat and drink, he and the men that were with him, and tarried all night. They rose up in the morning, and he said, Send me away to my master. And her brother and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days, at the least ten after that. She shall go. Now, listen, the Holy Ghost has got that one under conviction, dealing with their soul, and ain't it just like our family, or ain't it just like ourselves to say, oh, give me a little bit more time, just give me ten more days, and I'll make a decision, amen. That's how we do. We hold the back of the pew, say, oh, I'm already saved, and I, I can't be lost, I can't go up there in front of all them people. But conviction is working all around, amen. And the Bible says in verse number 56, he said unto them, hinder me not, honey, do not hinder the work of the Holy Ghost. Do not hinder the, the convicting power of the Holy Spirit of God. He's on commission, seeing the Lord hath prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, we will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. They called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? Now think about it. Will you go and marry a man you've never met? Will you go and marry a man that you've only heard about? And she said, I will go. Hold your place. First Peter chapter 1. Help us, Lord. For I was sitting there while y'all were singing in the choir. I had a little extra time there to look up some more verses. First Peter chapter 1 and verse number 8. Will you go and marry this man? Will you go with this man? You've never met him. You've, you've never seen him. All you've done is heard about him. Will you go? 1 Peter chapter 1, are you there? Verse number 8. Whom having not seen, you love. Woo! In 
you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hey, hallelujah. On July 13, 1978, the Holy Ghost came to where I was, knocked on my heart's door, told me I was lost, told me I needed to be saved, told me about Jesus. Amen. Finally, the question came, wilt thou go with this man, this man you've only heard about, this man, this man you've never seen, this man you've never met physically? And my answer was, get out of my way. I'm going to go with him. Amen. I like that. Go back with our text now. Go back with our text. The book of Genesis 24. She said, I will go. Hey, I'm glad, praise God, that many of us in this room have made the decision, will you go with this man? I will go. Can I get a witness? I will go with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 61 that I've read to you already. And Rebecca rose and her damsels, and they rode upon camels. Think about it. How many camels did he have? Pop, pop question. Ten of them. That's grace is the number five. Doubled. Amen. <laughs> A double grace. Amen. I got to thinking about them camels. Then camels of grace. You realize most wealthy people, like Abraham being the wealthiest man that lived in that day, they would have beautiful horses. But this servant, when he came, didn't bring beautiful stallions and beautiful horses. He brought camels. I thought that was unusual. You know why? Had the servant knows what's ahead on this journey. It's a long way through the wilderness and the desert from where Abraham is to get over there to where Rebekah is. How far it is, we don't really even know. But he says, I know that a horse cannot survive that journey. The only one that can survive that journey is a camel. Oh, my. He knew it was a barren wasteland. He knew there was a time and a place where the wilderness and the sunshine beat down upon him. And, and without camels, the men would perish in the middle of the desert. May I say, if you're going to survive the heat of the journey, you're going to need grace. Deserts are not always flat. Deserts have mountains. Deserts have valleys. Deserts have difficult circumstances. Many a man has set off to cross the barren wasteland and became lost or overheated and died on his journey. They found him perished in the desert. So the servant didn't choose a horse that would cause him to perish in the desert. The servant chose camels. He's the only one God equipped for the heat of the journey. May I say tonight that you and I are pilgrims and strangers passing through this barren wasteland. It's not my home. Thank God, amen. I'm on my way to heaven. And the only way I'm going to get there is by the camel of grace. Amen. So she's riding the camel and she's going to follow the man. Now many of these travelers, listen to me now. You'll get out in the middle of that hot sunshine. Many times it's got too hot. What they'll do is they'll cause the old camel. The camel will kneel down and you'll lay down around it and you'll lay in his shadow. Get in the shadow of the Most High, amen. And you can handle the difficult sunshine. Sometimes at night in the desert, it gets really cold. People would snuggle up with their camel. You can snuggle up to grace, amen. Grace will overshadow you. Thank God for it. But now this is where this is where I this is where I kind of got hung up. Can you just imagine? 
Here's little old Rebecca. She's probably about five foot one. Four. And that little five foot four beautiful virgin young lady who said, I'll go. There's a camel that's over six feet tall. How is a five foot four girl going to get on a six foot tall camel? She can't. You see what's got to happen is the camel has got to come down to where you are. And as he kneels down, amen, then you can get on. May I say tonight that the camel of grace had to kneel down who he is, amen, to come to where you and I are. You cannot even climb on that camel without assistance. May I say that Jesus stooped down when he left the bosom of the Father for the womb of the virgin. Real quickly, Jesus stooped down when he went up to Gethsemane to pray, amen. Jesus stooped down at a place called Gabbatha where they beat him. He stooped down at a place called Golgotha as he suffered shame and ignominy. Hey, can you just imagine the King of kings and the Lord of lords has to humble himself and stoop down to those places, amen. He had to stoop down to a lowly grave, allowed himself to be buried. He had to stoop down one day. He got up from the grave. He went back to heaven. He seated at the right hand of God the Father. And one night on July 13, 1978, this little old five foot four girl, amen, that's going to be the bride of Christ, the camel of grace knelt down to where I was and said, I'm kneeling down to you like I did in Gethsemane at Gabbatha, at Golgotha. I'm kneeling down to you like I did at the grave. I'm kneeling down to you in grace. Do you want to get on? You know what I did? I got on, amen. Woo, hallelujah to God. But this is what I thought about. You cannot ride the camel of grace that you got on that humbled himself down to you until he gets up. Honey, there's power in the message of the resurrection. There's triumph and victory. Hey, when he got up, amen, now we're ready to ride, amen. Now we're ready to go. Praise God for it. May I say this tonight? That old camel, he don't care who gets on board. He just kneels down. He don't say you got to have so much money. You got to have such and such degree. You got to be white, black, yellow, brown. You got to be from such and such family. Oh no. He don't care who gets on. He just says, whosoever will can get on board. The camel of grace. Hey, glory to God. I'm glad I'm one of them whosoever wills that was allowed to get on the camel of grace. And he's taking me on a ride. Where are we going, preacher Darren? We're on our way home. Amen. <laughs> well, hallelujah. They consider a camel to be ugly, really ugly. Somebody told me he didn't get any humps in his back until he got in a Baptist business meeting. Got dried out and got humps up in his back there. But let us say that that camel may be ugly. But let's be, look beyond his appearance and let's see the grace of God. The Bible says about my Savior in Isaiah 53, there is no beauty that we should desire him. The Bible said we hid as it were our faces 
from him to many. They see Jesus as offensive. But I'm glad, amen, when that camel of grace humbled down, amen, and said, get on board. I didn't care what it looked like, amen. I just cared where it was going, amen. <laughs> and I got on board, and he got up for me, and he got up for you, amen. Now, folks say, well, preacher, there's got to be another way to heaven. There's got to be a way more dignified. There's got to be an easier way. There's got to be a better way. Jesus said, I am the way. He did not say I'm a way. He said I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Hey, the servant now, there he is. The camel gets up. And the servant, ten of them, all of her damsels are riding. And the servant is leading them. The Holy Ghost is leading them. He's there to guide her. He's there to guard her. He's there to guarantee her. They're through that desert on her way home. There's been some hot days where I've been chewed out, cussed at, persecuted, times where I said, I'm going to have to rest, camel, and grace lays down and lets me lay down in its shadow, amen, until I can get a breather. There's been some times I've been so cold and so distant and so wavered, and I said, camel, we're going to stop. I'm about to freeze to death, and he lets me snuggle up to him, woo, and he warms me up again, amen. Thank God for what we have in grace along this journey, amen. I wonder, as they're traveling, what the servant may have said to her further about the son and about the father. Maybe he told her about the, can you just imagine, girl, I want to tell you about the sacrifice. Abraham took Isaac, led by God, upon the mountain. And Isaac laid down on the altar. And Abraham was going to offer him, you're kidding. Oh, no. But God stopped him and stayed his hand. And God had a lamb. I feel like I'm going to run. Caught in the thicket. Let me tell you, girl, God has a plan. Amen. He's sending the Messiah. He's sending the Christ. His name is Jesus. Amen. Like, just imagine their discussion. Oh, and the more she heard about him, the more she loved him. The more she heard about him, the more her heart yearned for him. I first started dating Miss Gina back there. I could not quit thinking about her. She was all I could have on my mind. Amen. I, I, we didn't have texting and instant messages. I don't know how you young people court nowadays. But we had what was known as a pen and a piece of paper. And we wrote love letters back to each other. Sometimes 2 o'clock in the morning, I'd wake up in the nighttime thinking, oh, man. I wonder if some other boys trying to court her. I don't know how y'all do this social media stuff. Some other boy trying to talk to her. Some, some other boy trying to hit her up. I mean, what on earth am I going to do? And I'd pull out that love letter. And I'd start reading the words of her heart and tears sometimes on the page. And the more I read, the more my heart yearned for her. And then you know what I'd do? I'd get me a pencil and a piece of paper, and I'd start writing her back, son. I'd start telling her how I failed, amen. And all I could do was, let me tell you, amen, he told me how much he loved me. He gave his life for me, amen. And here I am on my journey, and the more I hear about him, the more you preach about him, the more you teach about him, the more my heart yearns for him. I've got to wear, y'all. He's all I can think about. He's on my mind. When I get up in the morning, it's Jesus. When I look myself in the mirror, oh, Jesus. When I get ready, it's Jesus. Jesus, he's all I think about. He just consumes me. My heart yearns for him. 
One day, one day, I'm going to meet him. Woo! Hallelujah to God. You know what I'm doing right here? I'm following the servant by faith. He knows the way home. He knows how I got to where I was. He knows the way home. And if I'm going to make it home, I've got to follow on the camel of grace by faith. And we're going to make it. Did y'all get that? One day, we're really going to be in heaven. Woo! Hallelujah to God. Well, glory. Fourthly, in this text, I see the coming of the groom. Now, my Bible says that they're riding them camels. And verse 61 says, she's following the man, that's the servant. And the servant took Rebekah and went his way. We look and see in verse 62, here's Isaac. He's down there in the south country. Verse 63, the Bible says that Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the even time. Preacher, what's he doing? To meditate means he went out to think. You know what he's thinking about tonight? He's thinking about you. He's all, whoo, listen. He's always focused on you. Preacher, you said you was consumed, but I know you're just wrong. You're a flesh man. You get your mind on wrong thinking you're right. But may I say, let's flip that coin. Jesus says, all I have on my mind, all I can think about is you. All he thinks about is his youngins. All he thinks about is making, getting more to be part of the bride. You're on his mind. You're the apple of his eye. He's all you think about. All he thinks about is you. I went to see Jerry Hall Smith, one of my favorite preachers. I went to pick him up to take him to a revival meeting. He said, my daddy's church. My dad was going to drive and pick him up. And I said, Dad, can I just go with you boys? I promise I won't say nothing. I'll sit in the back seat. I just want to glean what y'all got to say. When we got there, Dad said, you want to go up to his room and knock on the door and tell him we're ready? Yes, sir. Out up there, knocked on the door. He said, hello, son. Come on in. I went in there, and, and there he was. He was putting his necktie on, tying his tie right in front of the mirror. And there was a lamp about this tall, yellow legal pad leaned up against it. I said, preacher, is that your sermon notes for tonight? He said, no, that's my daily love letter to Jesus. I said, what? He said, you can read it if you want to. I thought, well, do I ever want to read it? Yes, I do. Do I want to be respectful? Maybe I shouldn't. I don't want to be disrespectful. He said, no, go ahead. And his prompting, I grabbed that yellow legal pad. And it said, dear Jesus. How, and it just started talking about how he loved him. And all he'd done for him and how he was thanking him. And what he was, and his tear stains. I started noticing tears. And I flipped the page. More tear stains. Uh, he said, I'll write one every day, son. He said he wrote one to me. And the least I can do is write him one back. <laughs> you see, the Bible says that Isaac went out to meditate. You, the bride, is all the son is thinking about. In fact, I thought about this. Did you know this is the first time 
We've seen Isaac since Mount Moriah. What? Go back. Go back with me. Let's go back and look. Let's go back and look. We see in Genesis chapter number 22, when Abraham went to offer Isaac, the Bible says, look with me very closely, the Bible says in verse 19 of Genesis 22, see it. When God has stopped Abraham, they put the ram on the sacrifice. The Bible says, so Abraham returned unto his young men. And they rose up and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham dwelled at Beersheba. Had just one problem. Where's Isaac in that scripture? Preacher Darren, you know Isaac came back with his daddy. I do know it. But looking at the way God wrote the scripture, he wants you to know. After the son died and rose again, he's seated at the right hand of God the Father. Amen. Where he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Genesis 24 when we see Isaac meditating in the field, that's the first time we see him. You know what he's doing? He's coming out to meet his bride. Last time we seen him, amen, he was dying on the altar, amen, of the cross. He was buried and risen again. And the next time we see him, amen, he's coming to meet his bride. Hey, may we put it down tonight, Jesus is going to one day step out and receive home his bride. God the Father is going to say, Son, go get your bride. Bring home my children. <laughs> and it's going to happen, amen, that great event. My Bible says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, amen. There will come a glorious day when Jesus the Son comes to meet his bride. There's your picture right there. Now, I'm thinking about fifthly and I'm done about the consummation of the marriage. Verse 64, Rebecca, she lifted up her eyes. When she saw Isaac, she lighted off her camel. She said to the servant, she says, what man is this? She's never met him. She don't know what he looks like. She's just heard about him. And the more she heard about him, the more she loved him, the more her heart yearns for him. Who is this man? And he said, it is my Master, notice he didn't say master son, because they're one. Hey man, <laughs> woo! Therefore, she took a veil and she covered herself. The servant told Isaac all things that were done. And in verse 67, Isaac brought her back to the father's house, to his mother's tent. And Rebekah became his wife. Look with me, I underlined it in my Bible. He loved her. One day when we get to heaven, there's going to be the marriage of the Lamb. Amen. That's the groom to his bride, the church. Here on earth, we stand here. You know, a lot of times I'll stand here with a nervous groom. That boy be standing over here. Oh, man. Oh, I got to say, oh, man, what's going to happen? I'm giving up my life here. I don't know what's going to happen. I I, but I can't wait to see her. And I stand here and I'll look at him and I'll laugh because I've been. I know exactly what you're going through, boy. It was unbelievable. And then when you get a glimpse of her, woo-wee, she never looked just like that. Just so yummy. Praise the Lord. What a blessing. When we get to heaven, it's not the bride going to come walk, marching in. We're going to be standing at the altar. And they're going to play, here comes the groom. And all eyes 
are all Jesus. Because we know we wouldn't even be there were it not for him. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. And he's going to come down the aisle and he's going to say, Honey, you ain't never looked so good. You that were once sinners, I've cleansed, I've purified, I gave my life for you, I shed my blood for you, and now you're unspotted and we'll be together forever in heaven. The marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, what a celebration. I was looking back through, as I studied, back through different festivities and marriages and how they were getting ready for a, for a, a, a wedding there in England and all the day festivities and all the plans. Honey, think about how long. God created everything there is in six days and he rested on the seventh day. And think about how long Jesus has been back in heaven after he died, was buried and rose again. He's been working. On your mansion. They, them angels is polishing the street of gold. <laughs> They're getting ready. Extra, extra. Read all about it. They're on their way. Woo! Better polish the brass. Get ready. Because the bride's coming in. Amen. At any time. Honey, what excitement. What fanfare is going to take place. Look with me. Let's rightly divide the word. The wedding day has arrived. Look with me. He took Rebecca. Rebecca, hear me, is not Sarah. Is anybody confused about that? Rebecca and Sarah are two different people. Sarah was his mama. Rebecca is his wife. Rebecca is a picture of the church. It's the church that he's having the marriage supper of the Lamb with. Amen. Amen. Rightly divide the word of God. The church is not Israel. However, the church is brought into a position that was once belonging to the nation of Israel. Amen. What a moment. This is all going to be. My soul is going to be filled. How I praise him for his mercy. How I praise him for his ten camels of grace that brought me on my journey to my home beyond the skies. But may I say tonight, Rebecca had a choice to make. What if Rebecca had said, I don't want him. Will thou go with this man? Nope. That had been her prerogative. Even though God chose her, she had to choose him. Suppose she'd have said, no, I'll not go with you. No, I don't believe you. I don't believe this bridegroom. That had been her prerogative. In fact, I don't think we'd find her name mentioned in Scripture. If she had said no. But she's enshrined in the word of God. Because she said yes. If you say no. Your name will not be in the Lamb's book of life. But when you say yes. Your name has been recorded. I'm done right here. Aren't you glad that you and I are given the privilege. Of saying yes. To the greatest invitation that's ever been manifest. And all we had to do was get on board an old ugly camel called Grace and just follow the Holy Ghost as he leads us home. <laughs> May I say tonight, what's so difficult about that? What is it's got you so down? What is it's got you ready to cough it up and give up and say, oh, honey, I'm telling you, 
We're on a journey on the way home. There may be some of you, you need to snuggle up under the shadow and cool off. Maybe some of you need to snuggle up and get warm and heated again. Some of you just need to say, God, I just want to wrap my arms around this camel's neck. And I just want to say, God, until I get home, thank you for the grace of God as I'm following the Holy Ghost on my way home. And one day my faith is going to end in silence. Get up here, boy. That moment that that boy stood waiting there at that altar, waiting on his bride to come down the highway. Come here, girl. Come here. Come here, girl. Harvey, come on, son. Come on, Harv. I'm just being led by the Holy Ghost right now. You know the drill. You've done this before. Center up. Oh, Harvey, Misty, girl. If it was Shelby standing here, I said, ain't no, ain't no Brian Fisher going to be work. But I'm just telling you, Shelby, you here. Where you at, Shelby? Come on, Brian, you come too. Come bring that crying baby or give it to somebody. It's about time I got to use her in a message, amen. When Luke looked back there, and saw her, has she ever looked as good? <laughs> Mom and daddy was trying to say, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. But finally Harvey said, whatever you want to do, honey, you've got to make your very own decision. Brian, you stood, right? You stood at a, at a altar. Step up there with me. Hey, sweet girl, give me her. I'll do anything to get the holder. Did she ever look as good when you saw her coming down that aisle? Let me say this to you, youngins, one of these days, we're literally going to be standing and we're going to see our sweet groom stepping up, amen, to meet us. Harvey said, hey, Kenneth Fisher, come up here. Come up here, Kenneth Fisher. I just want to tell you I love you. Thank you for allowing your girl to marry my boy. Hey, thank you for allowing your boy to marry my girl. But one day when we get to heaven, guess what? We're all going to be standing together. We're all going to be standing together to see Jesus coming down that aisleway. And we're going to look at each other. And we're going to say, it was worth it. It was worth it. You stand to your feet. Some of you men, you remember what it was like to see that girl coming down the aisle? Amen. Woo-wee. Some of y'all ought to run this altar and say, God, I just want to thank you. You knew what a sinner I was. You knew how unworthy I was, and you took me anyway. We're going to break right now. Thank y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, if you're here tonight 
Maybe you're 8, 10, 22, 48, and you've never been saved. Right now tonight, Jesus has lowered himself and asked you, will you get on board? Will you go with me? I'd love to save you tonight. Is there anybody say, preacher, I need to be saved? Father, I thank you for the good grace of God that found us and Jesus who loved us, shed his blood and saved us. Father, I praise you and I honor you. Father, I ask your blessing, God, be upon these at this church. God, that's made a decision. Yes, I'll go. And they're following by faith on that camel called grace, that servant as he leads us home to meet Jesus. Oh God, I pray you'd keep us encouraged on the way and help us, Lord, to find out more about our Lord that we may love him and yearn for him even greater. And for this I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen.